Welcome to this time of wonder today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We're asking that you come and wonder with us. We're going to wonder about tears and hens, of all things, and baby chicks. We're going to wonder about spiders and their webs and how they may resemble many webs we see spun in the car business. <laughs> I want to wonder about the prophet Jeremiah and his trip down the cistern. Then, as you may imagine, the biggest wonder of them all, how and why would God himself come forth to die? Our challenge today is to weave a web of truth that we can all hang on as we wonder as we wander today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And after all, it's the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year. And to help us wonder today, one of the most wonderful guys I know, Jerry Mathis, our Christian body shop guy. Welcome, Jerry. I wonder where you come up with that. Alton comment from, I, <laughs> there's some wonder in that. And I'm, I'm certainly in a state of wonder 24-7 most of the time. So I should, I should be an expert on the wonder part. And how wonderful that we're actually in North Carolina this morning. We're looking at snow coming down, <laughs> which is a wonder. is is not very common uh, prior to Christmas in North Carolina. Yeah. So, And I wonder how many people are rushing to the store to get milk and bread. And, <laughs> <laughs> and those folks in Washington are going, yeah, you guys, it snows here all the time. Or maybe you're in Utah and you're used to it. Or, or up in New York, I know that, that we have a lot of folks listening today that are used to it. But us down in North Carolina, when we see snow at Christmas, that's just part of the wonder. But that just leads to, if you're in the body shop world, just a whole lot of wonder. <laughs> you know what? You know, and last year was pretty pretty rough winter as far as the freezing precipitation goes with the snow and the ice. And you know what? We did stay in a state of wonder. Why in the world we wondered why people had to feel the need to get out and get on the road. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the first and foremost. And we're going to talk about some of that web that we weave sometimes as customers, sometimes as salesmen, sometimes as service advisors and body shop estimators. We're going to get into that. But my favorite part of the show is always the callers. So what has you wondering this Christmas season? God puts these wonders in our hearts to cherish, and, and I would love to wonder with you, what has you in a state of wonder this Christmas? It's just simply got you blown away, perhaps even to the point of tears. That's what the Holy Spirit is prompting you to call us with this morning, and thousands of us would love to wonder with you, but you got to call us, 866 348 866 three for truth god has been filling you with this wonder all month long just like me hasn't he i mean i think of all the things he has me wondering and i know you've got some too and he's prompting you to share so call us 866-348-7884 oh how i love to wonder don't you love to wonder <laughs> i really do and so let's get to wondering this morning and we're going to start with these spiders and the question I would love us all to wonder about for a second is how does a spider know which threads to hang on to? It's up there on its web and it's got those sticky things and they're meant to catch its prey, but how do they make sure that they cannot get stuck? Well, in John Bunyan's classic Pilgrim's Progress in the second part, Christina, who is Christian's wife, he's going to follow her on the pilgrimage of the famous Pilgrim's Progress to heaven 
And so she, since she's following her husband, gets to go into the house of the interpreter. And there's so many things to learn in the house of the interpreter. I cannot believe what God has learned, taught me in the house of the interpreter. And he takes Christina and company into this great, big, huge room. It's the grandest room in all the house, and it's the king's house. And there's nothing in the room but a spider hanging near the roof. It's hanging by its hand. And then he quotes Proverbs 30, 28, which you may be familiar with, that a spider hangs on by its hands, but you'll find it in king's palaces. Which has always been a confusing <laughs> proverb to me. But John Bunyan obviously had gleaned quite a bit from it, and so he's going to share that. And we're going to be going to wonder here in a second. And the interpreter asked her, he asked Christina what she saw. And first she said nothing. And then he asked again. And she said, well, I see that spider. And the interpreter taking it deeper says to look again. And she commented that there were more, she and her three boys and a lady by the name of Mercy are all in there with the interpreter. And she comments that there were more spiders in the room whose venom is far more dangerous than that of the one hanging up there on the roof. And at that, she blushed. And so did her company. Now, if you're like me, <laughs> this has got you wondering. And I was, one, I was like, whoa, I just don't know what to think about this. Because I never really understood the proverb. And to make it more confusing, in the NIV, in many translations, they say it's a lizard and can be caught by men's hands. So now I'm even more confused. <laughs> so I had to wonder, what in the world is the lesson here? Well, the Holy Spirit reminded me of that old saying, and you may be familiar with it. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. <laughs> And I started to think about, we weave all these webs, and they quite often, who gets stuck in it? I get stuck myself in it. And, and the car business is full of these. They're full of them from the salesman telling, spinning yarns. They're, they're, you know, I'm, I've got a whole idea, different idea about wondering about spin this morning, Jerry. It's not just that you're spinning this web. Sometimes you're spinning things to catch prey and sometimes you're spinning things to, to protect yourself in some form or fashion but whenever you start spinning you quite often get caught up in your own web don't you you know especially in the car business you know and and as you talked about what went on the air when somebody comes in to purchase a vehicle and they're they're looking at a vehicle that they can't afford but they won't never be honest with you that they can't afford it and you know all of a sudden they'll get themselves into a pretty nasty web and caught up in it where they you know end of the day you got to make those payments the end of the day you've got to be able to afford that vehicle but if we don't aren't honest with ourselves then what do we expect and in, you know on my end of the business people will come in to body shops throughout this country who have had an estimate written by an insurance adjuster and so then they'll come out and say well i'm i'm just paying for it out of my pocket or don't tell you they've had an estimate written and so you write a visual damage estimate, and then you tear into it, and there's hidden damage. Well, at that point, when they find that there's going to be more cost involved, and they realize, well, that's not on the original estimate, then they come back to you, and they're going, well, wait, wait, no, I've got an insurance estimate. Well, at that point, on the back end of it, on our side of the industry, it really makes it difficult because we may not have been repairing that vehicle per the insurance company's estimate. And then you go back trying to file a supplement, and it brings a lot of things, you know, that they can deduct. Like if you, if they figured a new fender and you came in and says, well, you know, I'll take a, I don't need an OEM fender. I want to save a little money. I'll take an aftermarket fender or a used fender. And you put that on there. 
when they come back out, if it's a company that has to reinspect, they see you didn't put it or repair it by the estimate. They change the estimate at that point to reflect the repairs. Well, then all of a sudden, it just, you know, it becomes an out-of-pocket expense for that owner that really didn't need to have other than they were trying to manipulate the system and stuff, and which is, I understand that. But most of the time, if you'll go to a reputable shop and are just up front what you're trying to do, you know, I need to try to save some money on my deductible. I just really can't afford this or, or you know, I'd like to be able to do, do a repair this way and repair this instead of maybe putting a, you know, a, a mirror or a piece of glass may just have a scratch in it. Instead of replacing that, I'd like to, to repair this area back here. You know, most shops will sit down and, and, and work that out. I know we certainly would do that, trying to make it get where you get the, the best repair you can under your finances, under your circumstances. But when you don't know that piece of it and it's thrown on you, it really does make it difficult on, on our end. And then at the end of the day, it makes it difficult on the vehicle owner. Yeah, and that which is not of faith is is sin. So quite often it's we are afraid of the body shop manager or we're afraid of that car salesman. If we tell him what's really going on here, he's going to take advantage of us. If we tell him what's really going to go on here, this is going to cost me money. And, and those fears lead us into spinning these things <laughs> that get you into all sorts of different situations. But the interesting thing about that spider is he knows he's got a web, but he spins obviously some threads that are truth that he can hang on to and so by keeping us on the truth we can hang in the king's palace i think is what john bunyan's essentially telling us is that if i go in and i tell the truth of my situation with a salesman or whatever situation you may be in it just leaves you in a a much easier position to be in whether it's a car repair or buying a car and all those kind of things it's it's almost impossible to go into how complicated you make things when you begin to weave those webs. Well, we got an update on the Jesus Labor Love coming up. I got a soundbite from one of the single moms that got help from us, uh, from you, because the listeners got it. We need to hear your calls at 866-348-7884. It's the most wonderful time of the Mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time of the year. We are wondering today on the Christian Car Guy show, and we're wondering fully. <laughs> so. It's a wonderful time of the year, a time to wonder. And what has you wondering this Christmas season is God put these wonders in our hearts to cherish. I would love to hear what you're wondering about. We would love to hear your wonder this morning. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. As always, if you have something you're wondering about, how do I fix my car or what do I do in this situation, we would love to help you with that. 866-348-7884. But I especially would just dearly love to know, what is it that, man, it's almost led you to tears a couple times this year. Maybe it was a song or something, and it just left you wondering, how could God do something this amazing, amazing grace, however that looks? 866-34-TRUTH. 
we are wondering about spiders. We're going to get to the hen in a minute, but before we get off the spider, <laughs> it, it, it leads me into a situation that quite it, honestly, I guess for the lack of a better word, I would love to spin this different than it is, but it is what it is. You may know that we have the Jesus labor of love program, which is free car repair labor, usually for single moms and widows and, and folks in crisis. And as you may have heard in the last few shows, I had two individual ladies that really God just put them on my heart to try to help these ladies. And we even asked for the first time ever on the air for donations for them. And some of you came through marvelously. And one of those ladies who's Holly in Michigan, she was helped out. And I have a wonderful soundbite here from Holly to talk about that. So we're going to hear Holly now. This is Holly in St. John's, Michigan. I want to say thank you to, um, to everyone who's, who's helped with getting my car back on the road and for, for God to, um, to watch over my family during everything. But, um, and I want to say thank you. And that's absolutely wonderful. Well, the other situation isn't working out so wonderful yet. I know God has a plan in Romans eight twenty eight. God has a plan. Fact. God has a plan. <laughs> <laughs> but this was one that usually would just be, well, it is way over our head, Jerry. Usually when something is catastrophic, we don't know what to do because we don't have cars to, to give. But what happened was there was a lady here in Winston-Salem who had a car. It was a Suzuki. When we got it in the shop, it was obvious that the head gasket was blown and the parts to alone to replace this, this, this head gasket were going to be way more than the value of the car. Very, very difficult situation. So I called Bob from 109 You Pull It, our good friend, our Christian junkyard guy, and said, well, what could we get for the Suzuki? And maybe with some of the donations that people got in, we can get this wonderful lady in a car. And, and they began to put that together. And I was so excited because I thought, well, today on the show, man, I'm going to be able to share how we got this car. Uh, unfortunately, often when Satan sees something like this going on, he comes in on the attack and especially the, the people that are given the assistance, he loves to attack them. And so what happened, unfortunately, the car that had been given to this lady, unbeknownst to the person that was kind of donating it, uh, had been broken into before she got there and they stole the radio out of it. And so while they were trying to work out what to do with the radio, there was a big, huge miscommunication. She took the car, not realizing it was near out of gas. She got a little bit down the road. The car ran out of gas. She called me very, very, very upset that we were giving her a bad car, that it was, you know, that it had broke down on her. And she almost got somebody ran into the back of her. And, and so it was all up in arms. And we found out it was just out of gas, Jerry. And we thought, well, we'll still fix this. <laughs> you know, we'll get gas in it. We'll get a radio. We'll get it cleaned up. Everything will be good. And I was going to drive it for a couple of days. And, and we were praying that God would come to our rescue. Well, she thought, well, I really need a car. So she, did, she didn't wait for me to drive it. She jumped in there and got it. And last night on the way home, I understand it, it shut down four or five more times, which is Jerry pointed out, maybe it got some trash in the fuel based on letting it completely run out of gas. We don't know what's wrong with a car, but this morning I can't spin it any other way. God, <laughs> we need your prayers to walk through this situation because you got the poor people that were involved in donating the car. Their feelings are hurt. The lady who has gotten the car, who's now sitting in her driveway, needs to be towed again. Her feelings are hurt. And Jerry, it's, it's a difficult situation. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I think, you know, the thing is, going on the radio this morning just just asking for prayers and, and another point i want to make 
is the fact that, you know, being involved in this from the time it was Bob's brainchild, and I mean, Robbie's brainchild, you know, the people that have stepped up in the service centers and the men that have, have, have volunteered their time from their businesses and from individuals on prayer teams to people who are trying to connect needs with people that are able to meet those needs, they do it for one reason. It's not for a pat on the back. It's not for any recognition. It's not for anything other than the fact that they feel God has given them the ability to minister to his people, to, to his family. And and I know it is because I've talked to, you know, somebody who's in this situation who's 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 dealing with this exact situation. It just sort of was downhearting to them. And, you know, it's sort of heartbreaking. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing. And it feels like, I'm, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look like it. And end of the day, my advice was, you know what, you did the right thing and we can't control anything other than what we do and do it for the right reason. But all of that just being said, I hope people understand that and look. And if these are guys in their area and use them because these are men and women and organizations that are stepping out instead of just saying you know what i'm a christian i'm gonna act as a christian they're doing they're doing they're doers as as it says in the scripture this is true religion helping (laughs) widows and orphans and this is this is part of what it is but it leads me to our second wonder which it was it's kind of cool how god had me wondering about this this week because the next place the interpreter takes christina is he takes her in to look at these chickens. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me just say one thing before you go, go ahead, off go of that. Ahead. And I hate to interrupt you before you go into that. But on this same topic, I know last week, because it was probably a little bit of a struggle, should I ask for, for, for money and funds to come in through Jesus' labor of love? You know what? If you're not, this is the holiday season. One thing about the situation, it's such a tight budget, you can't go out and you're having to take a chance on a vehicle. You know what? If you're not have somewhere to put money at the end of the year... I encourage you to do it to your local church. If you're looking for somewhere outside your local church, pull up Jesus' Labor of Love. Or go to ChristianCarGuy.com. we got a lot more show coming up. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. It's a wonderland out there today as we are getting ready to celebrate our Savior's birth here on a Christian Car Guy show. And we are wondering today, what is it that God has you wondering about? What is it just made, oh man, it's about to get you to tears as you begin to wonder about that. We would love to hear what you're wondering about today. 866-348-7884-866-348. For truth, if you're wondering about it, a car repair, anything, we'd love to take your call. But th- specifically, if you got something that's just got in there and you're just wondering about it, I would love to hear that. And we were talking, we've talked a lot of the show about the Spirator and the web and all those kind of things. And we, we had talked about this labor love lady right before the break, that, as Jerry was talking about, where the car broke down. And you might imagine, as I was hearing that this car broke down, I just began to pray and saying, God, what? what do I say? What do I do? And the word that I kept hearing, and I hope y'all will pray for this situation as well, but the word I kept hearing was grace. Grace specifically for the car. Because I don't know how many times I've seen people just lose hope in a car and they decide that's a bad car because it broke down once or twice. 
Cars are simply mechanical things, and they can be fixed. And if we show them grace sometimes, um, favor that this is my favorite car, it's worth me trying to fix. You know, these are things that, that are part of it. But the other thing that God put right immediately on my heart was this story of the chicken <laughs> in this situation. And I'm going to tell you the story of the chicken. That, that, that Christina and her gang went in there, and the interpreter said, I want you to watch this chicken. And they saw the chicken kind of look up to the sky when it was drinking water and thanking for the food. But they noticed that the chick had different calls. It had a call to, when they had something that was specially for them, but it had another call. It was a brooding call. And when they did, all the chicks would scurry under the hen's wings. And then he said, I show this picture to you rather than to men because for women this is easier to understand. And I decided to take a little you know, Bible search through on this whole idea of the wings. And to know that in Ruth chapter 2 is first mentioned that she had been, actually Boaz said that Ruth had been protected under God's wings because of how, how she treated Naomi. And of course, you know, Jesus had said that he wished that he could get Jerusalem to gather underneath its wings. And in the 17th Psalm, David makes reference to being under God's wings, but something I had never really pictured yet, but I do now, and I hope you'll wonder with me, is underneath the mercy seat there in the Holy of Holies and also in heaven, guess what? Cherubim wings. You are under the wings of the cherubim. And, and this is an interesting picture. And the call that John Bunyan was making reference to is this brooding call and that a hen knows when danger is present and they make a call and all these chicks come scattering under the wings. Unfortunately for us human beings, quite often when trouble hits us, the last thing we do is come together. <laughs> we scatter. And what tremendous wisdom it is that if there was ever a time that we needed to gather around, and so uh, my hat's completely off to job. I, I called Jerry, told him of this situation, and immediately I tried to get other people to come around this situation and brood with us. Let's pray. Let's get, under, let's get our friend that's under attack under those wings. Because if, if we can come together under the wings of the Lord, there is protection there, right, Jerry? No, absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's what God calls us to do. He talks about the community of believers and stuff and how will people know that we're, we're Christians. It's the way we interact with each other. And we love one another. And what was really cool for me, Jerry, is this, the labor love participants pastor called me and another gentleman from her church called me. In other words, she was obviously brooding. And it was obvious to me that these people were coming around here praying for her, people coming around us, praying for us. And there's this brooding call. But the, the, the thing I keep wondering about, Jerry, is how do we men, because, you know, John Bunyan himself knew that for whatever reason, men don't hear that call the way ladies do. How do we hear the Savior's call to come up under his wings? Because it's clear they wouldn't listen. That's what Jesus said. I wanted to gather you under my wings, but you wouldn't listen. <laughs> you know, that, that's where God works on us, because you know what? Just just human nature, the man, the spirit of a man is, you know what? I'm going to stand there on the line and I'm going to I'm going to bow my chest out and I'm going to I'm going to take the war to it. And, you know, we don't I don't need anybody else. You know what? That's uh, there's always that time in life where we realize, you know what, how how foolish have I been? You know, because 
there's none of us that can face what we face on on this earth, this side of heaven, without those go alongside us. And, and which takes us back to again to an extent. I always like to tell people we christiancarguy.com is a wonderful resource of a way that you can brood. There's an ask an expert page there. So if you've got that body shop question you didn't want to call in today, or you've got a question for our insurance guy Bill Mixon, or you got a question for uh, Bob at 109. Whatever my, you know, all these people that come on weekly and talk about, they're there so that we can brood. Because quite often they have wisdom that, that, that they've, that's what God's given them a passion to do. And with many counselors, plans succeed. And this is all part of how we want you to be able to brood, to come together either through the Jesus Labor Love or to come together through our Ask an Experts page. It's, it's all part of that deal. And Robbie, I know that I'm going to, I can ask you this and, and I know what the answer is going to be. You're going to get calls and I get calls who the people just need somebody to talk to who are having an issue with the body repair that somebody else did or a question about an estimate. And I'm not going to do the repair. They may even be out of state, but it's just they want somebody else, another per, another objective person to sort of tell them what they already know. It's just to reinsure what they need to do next. The same thing probably, you know. Yeah, and that's a cars. wonderful resource that's just there. It's absolutely free. We love to do it. God gave us this ministry, and it's 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 certainly our heart cry to reach out to anybody anytime. And so I'm just going to make another call for you who have something you're wondering about this year. God's put it on your heart this Christmas season. I would still love for you to call us, 866-348-7884. Maybe you're saving it for the end of the show. Don't save it. Maybe everybody's out shopping (laughs) last Saturday before Christmas. Well, I still have some more wondering I want to hear. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Well, this last wondering that I'm going to have, well, we're going to get Jesus in there too, but... um, not many people know this, but I had a, a brother who was born and died shortly thereafter by the name of Jeremiah. And so, I, honestly, I'd never put the connections of all that God was going to teach me about wondering about that until this year. And so, he has been teaching me a whole lot about Jeremiah <laughs> as I, I've been studying that over the last few months. And I wonder about the weeping prophet. You, th- you think about Jeremiah, and he was the weeping prophet, and he, interestingly, in Jeremiah 14, he told the, the principles of Judah, go out to the cistern and get some water, and, and there wasn't any water there because there was a horrible drought that went through most of Jeremiah's uh, time that he was prophesying, and it was a little bit, uh, uh, don't you think, <laughs> more than a coincidence that they threw the weeping prophet. You realize that this man who had tears coming out his eyes like crazy, he's the one that they threw down the cistern. Well, in Jeremiah 9, 1, it said, Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes are fountains of tears that I might weep day and night for the slain, the daughter of my people. And that word that he used for eyes is the same word as living waters. And I began to understand as I was studying Jeremiah that tears are, in fact, to an extent, if you think about it, living water. And I recalled so many times, as I've had other shows, I've done interviews, that when people talk about their testimony, quite often, almost immediately, they will talk about this uncontrollable weeping that went on for some period of time and that part of what is happening through that weeping process 
is the repentance that leads to your salvation. And those tears are living water, and they're, and they're the springs that Jesus talked about that would well up into living water. And when you put Jeremiah into there, you think about that. Well, I decided to do a little practical research on tears as I was wondering about tears. And so there's a neat website, and the link's there at christiancarguy.com, about the purpose of tears. And I don't know if you know this, but there's three different kinds of tears. There's the kind of tears that are just reflex tears that come to clean your eye. There's a type of perpetual tears that happen all the time. But the third type of tears are emotional tears. Their indoctrine system is triggered to release hormones, which cause these particular tears to form. Now, one study, they collected all three different kinds of tears. And when, San when scientists analyzed the different contents of tears, they were all very different. And we're going to find out when we come back. Emotional tears have a completely different thing involved in the content of what's in the tears. You might be surprised. We're going to get into these tears. We're going to be talking about living water. You're going to find out how that all connects to my brother Jeremiah and my own story. God's been teaching me as I wonder, as I wander on the Christian Car Guy Show today. Call us with your wonder. Christian Car Guy Show. What do you wonder about? We have Kathy in Salt Lake City who's going to give us one of her wonder story here in a minute, but we want to hear yours. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. And as we were wondering about Jeremiah, I do want to finish up this story first. Uh, as I mentioned, I had a brother by the name of Jeremiah um, that died shortly after birth. And there's a tear story that goes along with that as we are talking about these tears and we are talking about that it's a fascinating thing what's in your tears emotional tears have got different things in them one of which is called prolactin which is also known to control breast milk production that's interesting and then there's hormones that reduce stress levels and then there's something called leucin I can't even say this leucin caffeinin or something which is an endorphin that reduces pain and works to improve mood. Scientists know that. And so have you ever thought about blessed are those who mourn? Because tears alone are in creating these different endorphins, and the idea of a good cry may have something more to do than you realize. But the story is that my mother, um, back in the 40s, lost her grandmother, which was very, very dear to her, and helped raise her. And in those days, they would put someone in state in the living room for a number of days. And my great-grandmother was in this fur coat, and my mother was finding a difficult time to mourn. She didn't ever really let the tears go. And I don't know all that's connected to that, but the tears never went. And she stored some of that mourning, and it never came out, those tears. And then my older brother died, and more mourning 
was robbed from her as they quickly took the baby in those days and they didn't name it or nothing and they just took it and disposed of it. They didn't bury it. They didn't give it a proper procedure. And my mother never having a chance to mourn for that baby was again, the tears never came. Well, when I was 12 years old, my mother, she decided that she couldn't take it anymore to whatever extent. And she took a great deal of pain medicine or sleeping medicine, whatever. She wrapped herself up in a fur coat similarly, jumped in the back seat of her car and was in a rest area in Michigan for over a week before they found her. So what I recall of the situation was the doctors telling us to come in and say goodbye to my mother because she wasn't going to make it. Well, God provided a miracle for our family and, and she made it. And my grandparents came in and helped retell her the story of her life and and help process things, but there was a glorious doctor that helped my mom make the connection to the fur coat and her grandmother. And at one point in their discussions with the doctor said, Marjorie, what did you wrap yourself up in when you pulled in the back seat? And when he did, somehow or another, my mother started to let the tears flow. Many of you have heard her on the show. She has been healed. Do you see through these tears of joy, through the tears of mourning that need to come in such a time as this? That's what they're there for. God gave us them as springs of living water. God knew that the people of Judah needed to spring those tears for the mourning of their sin, you see. And, 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 and often as we come to know Jesus, we are going to cut loose of those tears so don't you think it's just a tad ironic that here's this man who had the springs of living water coming out of his eyes that they put him down in a cistern. And I wonder, and I wonder, and I have Kathy in Salt Lake City, I hope is holding on with her wonder story. Kathy, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Please share with us. Yes. Um, I am just such in wonder of God because just a, a long um, life of pain and loss and not reacting properly to it and being angry with God. And I see him now turning all for good. Um, the, the car breaking down just reminded me of my attitude when things like that happened. And he has just driven me to him by these things and from turning me from doubting him and his love. I used to think, how can you say you love me, Lord, when you allow these things? And he's made me dependent on him when things break down. And he's just taken all of these things and made me more grateful than I could possibly imagine, thanking him for everything, thanking him for his sovereignty in in things breaking down and using it for a good purpose. That is awesome. And just just what's most important is what he did. Right. And <laughs> so I am just praising him, and I came from a place uh, huge anger toward God and doubt. And I'm in wonder of how he's used it for good and changed my attitude and changing my heart. Well, maybe somebody heard you this morning that, is still in that, and they, perhaps from your testimony, Kathy, can see their need 
to wonder. God bless you. Thank you so much. What a Christmas greeting. I appreciate it. God bless you. Thanks. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Now, I have to finish my story a little bit, because as I was wondering about all these things, it hit me in the middle of the night. Wow, my mom named him Jeremiah. So, (laughs) Thursday morning, I called my mom. I said, Mom, why did you name Jeremiah Jeremiah? (laughs) Immediately, she said, he was the lamenting prophet. He was the weeping prophet. And Jeremiah was a child of sorrows for her, but yet a place of healing. Um as, you know, God came for her through all that stuff. And I can't help but see um, streams of living. I've had more than one good cry, (laughs) uh, including this morning over the whole situation. And so I'm getting endorphins, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, you talk about your story, the story of Jeremiah, the caller who just called in, you know what it, it is. We are in a state of wonder. Sometimes we wonder what God's purpose is and what God is doing in our lives and the lives around us. But you know what? When we grow closer to God, it's not wonder anymore. It's wondrous. You know how God orchestrates it all and how he all the sudden things that would just just break us. But once we get closer to Jesus Christ, we can see the wonder in it, the wonder of just how wonderful things are and how wonderful it is when we're in relationship with Christ and how much wonderful the people around us are and how the, the car breaking down all of a sudden isn't, you know, isn't the end of the world and, you know, being in a car accident or, 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 or thinking you bought a lemon, whatever it is, you know what God, God's in control. Yeah. And what the call, what Kathy said, and often drives us into his arms where there is comfort, as blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And and how wonderful is that? Well, I want to thank you all for listening to Christian Car Guy show today. As always, we want to point you back to ChristianCarGuy.com, the Jesus Labor Love, the Ask an Expert page, all those resources, as well as all the scripture that we used to, on today's show is all there. Uh, the Jesus, the Karen Mulder's Wisdom of the Wound, Wounded podcast, past shows, last week's show was so amazing. Uh, and all the callers that called in on that one. It is the most wonderful time of the year, and our prayer for you this Christmas season is that you would enjoy some amazing wondering, which is in a way worship, okay? Some amazing truth, some amazing brooding, some amazing tears, maybe a spider or two, and surely amazing grace.